Join us as we explore timeless wisdom from around the world, seeking truths that resonate most for each individual. Welcome to Peace on Your Journey podcast. I'm John Lawyer, a former soldier turned spiritual traveler. At Kishar, we celebrate the journey of discovery together, delving into various religious, spiritual, and philosophical traditions. For a deeper dive into spirituality, join our vibrant online community at kishar.org. If you'd like to experience this production with dynamic art and video content, check out our YouTube channel at Peace on Your Journey. Life is too important to be taken seriously. Oscar Wilde said that, and I lived it when I was young. As a kid, I had it written on a notebook, and I looked at it every single day. And I missed a lot of high school living that quote. But I also lived a lot during that time. And I think somewhere along the way, I lost this idea. I wanted adventure, to see the world, experience all these things I'd seen in movies or read in books. And so I enlisted in the Army right out of high school, thinking, hey, this is a good way to go have an adventure. It's not a job and it's an adventure, right? That's what they say. And so I lost that wisdom of life being too important to be taken seriously in the deserts of Kuwait, Iraq, and Afghanistan as I spent so much time there from the early 2000s on through 2015. I became this driven thing that was working 100 hours a week, seven days a week. And I was completely dedicated to my job. I was fully lost in it. And I don't regret it because I think it brought me to where I am today. It's part of who I am. And I think the mindset of life being too important to be taken seriously, it wouldn't have worked while I was out there fighting a war. It just wasn't possible. And so now I've been getting back to living this, to, to being this. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Before I even get into it, though, buy this book. Read it. Used or new, doesn't matter. Check it out from your public library. It's Inner Engineering, A Yogi's Guide to Joy by Sadhguru. And shouldn't we all be living in joy? This is a refreshing book to pick up. Sadhguru is a force, and he has cultivated a global following over the years. But he doesn't take himself too seriously. He approaches the subject of spirituality with humor and lightness. And I think this is the essence of not taking life too seriously. He teaches spirituality and finding yourself from the perspective of a real human being. This is important in the study of religion, philosophy, spirituality, and science, because I think that we see all these people in these fields often approach it with such seriousness, such gravity. And I mean, don't get me wrong, they're important subjects and they deserve to be taken seriously at times, but it's still nice to see humor and practicality recommended in the application of these systems. And a little on his background, I just mentioned missing a ton of school growing up. Sadhguru didn't like going to school either, and he often just didn't go and skipped. As I read about him doing this and living this way, I felt a real connection with him on this atomic level. Before he became a yogi and saw enlightenment, he spent most of his life in seeing things. And by that, I mean that he observed things. The real power that Sadhguru possesses seems to be his power of observation, of not speaking or acting, but listening, waiting, watching, considering, and pondering. And further, he experimented in how to better receive, not just words or sights, 
but receive information of all kinds using the senses. For me, this speaks to what I've said in the past about listening to another person. If you just sit with someone and you listen to them wholly and completely, they will tell you anything. They will tell you everything. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, if you just sit down and talk to someone, really talk to them and just sit there and listen to what they're saying, you can hear so much. And so Sadhguru sits with the planet and the universe and he listens to what they say. And so it is. Do you listen? And if you do, what do you hear? Ponder that for a little bit. Think about that. A quick note on some controversy about Sadhguru. There are people in the larger general spiritual community who call Sadhguru a charlatan because he spends time with one percenters or hangs out at the UN. It's a long list of grievances. But here's the thing about all of this. He's human. He's just a man. We get lost in all of this judgment, which is kind of funny because non-judgment is such a central pillar in so many spiritual philosophies and religions. My take is this. If there are people who create things that help so many people, we may consider using that teaching to make the world a better place. And by making the world a better place, I mean making ourselves better. Life's simple. Spirituality is simple. Your spiritual path is simple. I think the best religious figures or spiritualists or self-help personalities or gurus or whatever you want to call any of them are the ones that simplify. They find a way to relate information to people in a manner that's essential and basic and useful. And Sadhguru does this well beyond that point of simplicity. He imparts knowledge as if he were explaining how to fill a pot with water. It's, it's easy. It's something that anyone can relate to. And a lot of this book, a lot of this inner engineering is yoga. Sadhguru is a yogi, and this is the essence of what yoga is. The thing about yoga in the West is that it's often considered commercialized, and I think sometimes its true nature gets lost. The real hot yoga is deep in your soul. It's the hottest yoga that you will ever practice. And on one hand, it's been, it's been really awesome to see that yoga has been as widely adopted in the West. But you look at the other side, and many of us are only aware of a very surface level of the practice because it's not only a physical discipline. In fact, I would say it's actually mostly not a physical discipline. It's, it's a deeply spiritual practice. And when I first started this book, I was kind of like, how is he going to explain yoga in a book? And I was truly ignorant on the subject, but that probably made this journey through inner engineering even richer for me. But that's because I'm still filling myself up. I'm ignorant, and that's okay. It's okay to go out there and learn, explore, and gain wisdom. Several yoga practitioners I've personally talked to and, and discussed this with have started yoga for the physical aspect and the exercise, but then they have become immersed in this spiritual aspect of the practice. And so I think Western yoga as we know it is still a great gift, and I'm thankful for its widespread adoption because it can lead people to a really meaningful path. Before we move on, please subscribe by hitting the watermark in the lower right-hand corner and share this with any friends or family you think might benefit from it. Spirituality is more than just the metaphysical journey. It's hard for most people to walk a spiritual path if they aren't grounded and centered. And that means we have to respect the intersection between 
this wild universal journey that we're on and the quote unquote real world we move through every single day. Most great spiritual teachers realize this and Sadhguru is, is no exception. In the book, he provides examples of one of the ways to live at this intersection and that's when you talk about food and eating. We have to eat, right? We have to eat to live. And he explains that you don't have to listen to your doctor, your nutritionist, or your yoga teacher. You really only have to listen to your own body about what to eat. What works best for you is probably not going to work best for other people. And, and more important than, than that is your own general approach to food. How are you approaching your meal? How do you approach the actual process of eating? And so we see this intersection between the real world and the spiritual path here as we consume food to live. Considering how we integrate these blocks of life to stay centered and grounded can take you a long way on your spiritual path. So look at being grounded. Look at being centered. There's this universal approach. This book could be picked up by anyone in any faith or philosophy and be immediately useful. Being from India, Sadhguru's background is in Hinduism. But he also draws strongly from Buddhism and other faiths. He tells jokes and he relates wise parables that really take you into the story and into the lesson. And if life's too important to be taken seriously, then it's also enlightening to find gurus or guides who don't take themselves too seriously. And I think Sadhguru is one of those guides. He's confident, but it never really comes across as arrogant to me. It's something that I've always admired. People who can have this calm confidence about them. He will offer you advice on how to breathe better, eat better, sleep better, and just feel better and have this better life around you. It's more peaceful. It's filled with joy. And I think joy is what we're all hoping to achieve. And looking back to that word from earlier, you know, in our conversation here. Sadhguru points to the fact that this whole life we're living is about having joy and living joyfully. It doesn't have to be this slog fest that we're fighting through. And I think that's, that's awesome advice. And it's, it's a great way to live. There is practical, easy guidance on how you can better achieve more joy in your world as you go through this inner engineering. And I think about the East and the West. We don't teach the Eastern face and philosophy enough in the West, especially to our youth. And actually, when you think about it, I don't think that we teach much philosophy at all to our youth. It's this constant theme that keeps coming up for me as I work my way through these beliefs from around the world. We'd all be better served with more helpings of wisdom from all over the world. Not only live more peacefully in so many aspects, but we'd also have a greater understanding of this beautiful world we occupy with our fellow humans. We'd be able to re relate to them better. They would be more human to us. I think that leads to more collective peace. And life should be fun. Sadhguru says, later in my life, I couldn't help noticing that people coming out of restaurants always had more joyful faces than those coming out of temples. That intrigued me. More of that theme that life is too important to be taken seriously here in that quote. And that the point isn't that we have fun at restaurants and, and being social, but we don't have fun at temples. The point should be is that we can and probably should be having fun in the temples. Our own spiritual journey, and, and don't forget that that journey can be warm and filled with people, 
that you don't have to be lonely, even if sometimes it might be. But remember that as you're on that spiritual journey to have fun. This is all part of not taking life too seriously. How do we stop, take a step back and say, how am I going to have fun today? How am I going to be joyful today? And I, I think that it's okay if we say, well, there's darkness. It, yes, darkness exists. Even as we embrace joy, remember that darkness exists. If there's light, there's dark. And as I read through parts of inner engineering, it jumped out to me that there is power in darkness. There's strength in sorrow. There's a richness in experiences that we sometimes deny. Sometimes we need to feel certain things. In my 12 years in the desert, in combat zones, I saw a whole lot of darkness. I was part of darkness. I think there's something to people who have walked in deep darkness, having this sharp perspective on the light. Life, as in the universe, is always the balance. It's that balance between. And that takes me to the fact that there are no boundaries. Sadhguru says there is something in every human being that dislikes boundaries, that is longing to become boundless. The only thing stopping you from being everything is you, yourself. We're talking about you being everything because you are the universe. All these boundaries that you see or feel are false constructs. They're fake walls. They've been passed down to you by society, your community, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, your teachers. They've all surrounded you in this stream of unconsciousness, but you aren't stuck in it. You simply have to stand up and stop floating down it. Stand up and look around, become aware, and then say, I'm going to move intentionally out of it. It's beautiful on the banks of the stream of unconsciousness. And then you can move beyond the banks and you can move wherever you want. And transitioning to this similar subject, let's talk about the cycles of life. The universe loves circles. It's in celestial bodies. It's in mathematics. It's in nature. It's in our body, our cells. And it's interesting because we get caught in these circles around us. There is this giant, all-encompassing circle like the cycle of birth, life, death, and rebirth if you subscribe to reincarnation. Then there's large circles like our job or places that we get put into by society. There's relationships and so many other things. And these circles that we're caught in, they keep going and they, they might be smaller down to like very small circles like bad habits that we kind of have that we live day to day. All these different circles are called samsara in Hinduism. And they're one of my favorite things to talk about. As you become aware, you may free yourself from repeating the standard flow of life and humanity. You can exist in knowing yourself and then you can exit these circles of samsara. And you'll see many more amazing things in the universe and everything outside of these circles that there is for the universe to offer you. And that leads me to thinking about the external world, not the inside of us, not our divine self or our consciousness or all this stuff inside of us, but there's the external world. And Sadhguru speaks often about humans allowing themselves to be molded by external events. And I think this overlaps significantly with Eckhart Tolle and Michael Singer, who he kind of made fun of in the beginning of the book. He said this whole being present in the moment movement is kind of ridiculous. 
But then throughout the book, Sadhguru kind of hits all around these similar teachings. And I think that's okay. It simply shows different ways to teach and really highlights the perspective of how we approach things differently based on who we're listening to and, and what kind of perspective we're coming from. And I don't want to miss the point here. It goes back to the title of this book, which is Inner Engineering. Whether it's Sadhguru, Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer, or Gautama Buddha, we have to look inside of ourselves because how we see the world, how we exist in the world is predicated on what we know or don't know inside of ourselves. The more you know inside, the less external things impact you. Really think about that. And suddenly you start to see things so much more clearly. One of my favorite quotes from this work is, your joy, your misery, your love, your agony, your bliss lie in your hands. There is a way out, and the way out is in. It is by turning inward that we can truly create a world of love, light, and laughter. This book could be a doorway to that. Let us make it happen. I think personally, reading that quote, you could search far and wide. You could read so many books, talk to many spiritual teachers, and you would be hard-pressed to find more straightforward wisdom that can light your own path. There's work ahead of us. There's questions to be asked. There's answers to be found. But most of it is within us. Don't ever forget that. There's so much more I could talk about in this book. It's deep, it's rich, and it's real. Have you read it? What did you think of our discussion about it? What are your main takeaways from our discussion? Will you change anything in your life after experiencing some of Sadhguru's teachings? Let me know in the comments down below. I will absolutely respond to you. And for a peaceful community where people can share their journeys, be themselves, and have more discussions just like this, visit kishar.org. And please like this video if you want us to keep making content just like this. And until next time, I wish you peace on your journey.